Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. In the past few days, there have been a few stories that are on their face pretty absurd. That There really are, these stories really are signs of our times. One of the most notorious pop singers of the 1980s may be asking Francis publicly to hear their confession. They may be repenting of their life of sin. And if that is the case, then that is unequivocally a good thing. And in a separate story, the German bishops have found themselves in hot water with the German media. And it's an amazing story. <laughs> Those two stories are our focus today, but I have some honestly good news to share at the end of this video. So stick around for that because a forgotten and never before published means of aid from one of the greatest saints of the church has been unearthed and published. And I'll talk about that in a brief bit at the end. So Let's get into the news of the possibly absurd. Like I said, covering the Vatican for you, and especially all things Francis, makes me no stranger to the ecclesiastically absurd. Some stories just lend themselves to the especially silly because we are living in those times that may actually be what we've been warned about in sacred scripture. And some of these especially silly things usually come from Francis, you know, statements about virginity and being a Pharisee and whatnot. While he simultaneously gives a metaphorical high five to Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church for his latest grotesque actions against the teaching body of the faith. But this time, the story is a little different. It involves the most iconic female singer of the 1980s, known for being a fallen away Catholic with a penchant for the impure and the blasphemous, asking for a meeting with Francis, and perhaps, just perhaps, asking for that meeting for the right reasons. Headline from The Independent. I'm a good Catholic, I swear. Madonna asks Pope Francis to meet and discuss her blasphemous behavior. Singer's 1989 Like a Prayer music video was banned by the Vatican. And it was banned by the Vatican for a very good reason. Dare we hope that Madonna is feeling repentant? I'm not going to judge her motives here. I will merely point out that in her recent behavior is reasonable grounds for some people to be suspicious of her claims to wanting to discuss her behavior with Francis, if that is what they are inclined to do, since she has recently done things very much in keeping with her reputation. And so I'll ask that you keep her in your prayers and that she does repent for her odious public behavior. Say at least an Ave Maria for her, if you would, please. Beginning, hopefully, with repenting for her unfortunate choice of a stage name. But let's see what the Independent has to say on the matter. From the article, quote, In a tweet on Thursday, May 5th, Madonna tagged the head of the Catholic Church, writing, Hello, at Pontifex Francis. I'm a good Catholic, I swear. I mean, I don't swear. It's been a few decades since my last confession. Would it be possible to meet up one day to discuss some important matters? She added, I've been excommunicated three times. It doesn't seem fair. Sincerely, Madonna. Madonna also came under fire for staging a mock crucifixion during a concert in Rome in 2006, leading to Cardinal Ursulio Tonino speaking with the approval of Pope Benedict XVI, saying, 
This time, the limits have really been pushed too far. This concert is a blasphemous challenge to the faith and a profanation of the cross. She should be excommunicated, end quote. Obviously, she hasn't been formally excommunicated, let alone excommunicated three times. That doesn't actually happen. Rome, since the Second Vatican Pastoral Non-Binding Council, hasn't excommunicated anyone, really, except traditional Catholics, who dare to point out that what we see in the church now isn't the same faith and practice as what was seen before the council. Though now even the modernists in Rome admit that, so maybe trads are off the hook for excommunication in the future. But given her flippant sort of tweet, I kind of doubt she's being all that sincere here, though I do hope she gets a phone call from someone in Francis's personal office and says that if she wishes to confess, Francis would be glad to personally hear her confession. And I hope they'd add that pink hat-wearing nonsense in the nation's capital from 2017 to the list of things she should confess, since she was advocating for one of the most abominable sins of our time in public. The Twitter antics of a possibly repentant public sinner who may return to the fold if she does follow through with her public request for a meeting with the man who the world accepts as Pope are interesting, but certainly not the only absurd stories in the church that broke this week. As it turns out, the German Synodal Way has racked up a huge bill, one the German taxpayers must foot the bill for, since the church receives its tithes directly from a tax levied by the German government on the faithful, who must register with the government that they are members of the church in order to receive the sacraments. And if that sounds like a terrible idea for you, by the way, that whole system of having to declare to the government your faith so that you can then pay your tithe to the government who then gives it to the church just so you can receive the sacraments. You're not alone in thinking that it's an absurd system. And we pray that the church in other countries never gets into a similar relationship with their respective state government. I mean, could you imagine that system in America? Anyway, but how bad is this? Cath.net, a German news outlet that has been diligently and as neutrally as possible covering this, given the nature of the German Synod, that's no small feat, by the way. Headline, media, 6 million euros in church taxes for synodal path. If I were Bishop Batzing, I'd be furious over this reporting and really embarrassed that three years of meetings about meetings to abolish the teachings of the church cost this much money. Bishop Botzing is the German bishop functionally in charge of the German Synodal Way. Not Cardinal Mueller or Cardinal Brandmuller. No, those two bishops are far too orthodox in their stances on these things in particular at any rate. So despite their being senior prelates of the church with extensive service records in the Roman Curia under both John Paul II and Benedict XVI, their pleas for not leading the church into schism over the open rejection of the deposit of the faith by the German bishops has been ignored by them in a breathtaking display of arrogance. And to risk repeating myself, the German bishops absolutely did not want this news released to the public. Why? Well, see for yourself. From the article, quote, the controversial so-called synodal path has cost German church taxpayers around 6 million euros so far. This emerges from internal documents of the Association of German Dioceses, the legal entity of the German Bishops' Conference, as reported by the Catholic News Agency in its English-language edition. The corresponding cost center contains the express note, this cost center includes all expenses incurred in connection with the synodal path of the German Bishops' Conference. Matthias Cope, the press spokesman for the German Bishops' Conference, interprets this information differently and emphasizes that the millions would not alone for the project that is controversial within the world church, but also for the projects to stop future Ted McCarrick type problems, we'll say. According to the internal list of the Union of Dioceses of Germany, the church taxes issued so far as are as follows. 
703,195 euros in 2019, 878,035 euros in 2020, 2,231,400 euros in 2021, and 1,900,245 euros in 2022. It remains unclear why the German Bishops Conference wants to keep these figures secret and does not want to make a transparent breakdown of the expenditures even when asked, end quote. Note to their expenditures in 2022 so far. We're only five months into 2022. They've already spent twice what they did in each, or at least in the yeah, in each of the first two years of the synodal way beginning in 2019. They are on pace to hit 4 million euros spent in 2022 if they keep at going at this pace. So, I mean, look at it that way. I mean, the German bishops obviously aren't wanting to be forthcoming for this and for a number of reasons, mostly because these figures make them look like absolutely awful stewards of the material treasures of the faithful. They've been awful stewards of the souls of the faithful, at least the German bishops leading the schism and apostasy. But since all they care about is the material, this looks pretty awful on that front, too. They're deep in the business trying to convince a skeptical German laity that they must accept all the radical departures from the historic teachings of the Catholic faith for, frankly, some obviously spurious reasons. And racking up a six million euro bill is not the way to gain the trust of the laity during a time when economies are slowing down and certain essential items are hard to find in the grocery stores. This is a problem everywhere, not just in America. During hard times, people tend to look askance at government and, yes, church spending that looks irresponsible to the typical person which is why public figures always try to explain in painful detail their spending habits and why they made their bad decisions. In the coming days, I'd expect to see the German bishops explain in detail what it is they are doing, since, frankly, with their existing budgets, they should be able to cover most of their meeting expenses on existing church property. Finally, I wanted to end this on some good news, since good news is in short supply these days. Recently, a previously unpublished prayer of St. Francis of Assisi was unearthed in Italy and has been published in Italian for use by the faithful. This story was reported in an Italian outlet called ilcatolico.it. Here's the relevant information. Quote, Unpublished is the prayer of Francis of Assisi presented in the issue of Frate Francesco, magazine of Franciscan culture, by Father Alexander Horoski of the Historical Institute of the Capuchins. After a detailed presentation and before the addition of the original text in Latin, all by the tra translation into Latin, the aforementioned researcher writes, in the light of these elements together with the it results of the sources in the lexicon of the ratio, we can consider this prayer, up to the contrary proof, as a sufficiently corroborated text by Francis, meaning St. Francis of Assisi. This prayer is an invocation of the peaceful king, but also an exhortation to men of goodwill to be peacemakers, as evidenced by the following passage, end quote. I'll put the translation of the prayer as they published it on this website that I ran through the Deep L translator and post it in today's show notes on the newly revamped resources website found at returntotradition.org. That's the name of this podcast with a .org at the end for its web address. Once you're there, look for the post with today's episode title as the title of the video, and you'll find what you're looking for. But here's the text of the prayer, quote, You, O children of men, praise the Lord of glory above all things, magnify it and greatly exalt it, and glorify him forever and ever, to be all honor and glory in the heights to God, the almighty creator, and on earth peace to be to men of goodwill. Most magnificent is this peaceful king above all kings of the whole universe, Lord God, our creator, redeemer and savior, 
advisor, and our admirable legislator. End quote. Hopefully, the news of this prayer being found will spread, and some skilled translators will give us a more official translation of the prayer. St. Francis of Assisi is truly the saint for our times. But what did you think of the stories that I brought to you today? Was the story of Madonna and the other story of the German bishop sufficiently absurd for you? All the Ger- are the German bishops likely to respond publicly to this news? Will Francis have a meeting with Madonna and ask that she repent of her decades of public sins? Let me know in the comments, please, and like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.